Genesis chapter 24, verses 12 through verses 22. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink. And she shall say, drink, and I will give the camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast shown kindness unto my master. And it came to pass, before he had done speaking, that behold, Rebekah came out who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon, a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up. And the servant ran to meet her and said, Let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, Drink, my lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. Verse 19. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again into the well to draw water and drew for all his camels and the man wondering at her held his peace to wit whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not last verse and it came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of half a shekel weight two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold verse 22 and it came to pass as the camels had done drinking touch three people and sit down tell them the camels are coming the camels only have a few moments the camels are coming our Judeo-Christian faith is birthed out of the historical narrative of a man of faith now we say man of faith because that's what God says a little closer observation, there are dynamics to that statement. A man of great faith, and at the same time, a man of great fear. And there comes moments in our lives where what God says about us and what we know about ourselves can come into conflict. God calls Gideon a mighty man of valor while he's hiding in the wine press. I want you to tell the person beside you, anytime there's a conflict, 
between what God says about you and what you say about yourself, go with God. Go, go with God. Abraham, who, according to the prophetic word and the message, supposed to have so many descendants that they would be as the stars is displayed in the sky, more numerous than the sand. There's a challenge with that because he has no child. And not only does he not have a child, but it seems like time is working against him. I want to say this to someone in here that feels like you're running out of time. I pray that you get a revelation that time is not your enemy, but time is God's vehicle. Because time, all time, is in his hand. He's the God of our past, our present, and our future. I believe that's why we fall so much in love with the Jeremiah 29 and 11 text. Because it says, God says, I know the plans I have towards you. Why do we find so much solace in that? Because oftentimes, we don't know. But I need you to tell somebody, God has a plan. Not only did God has a plan, he doesn't have a backup plan. The plan of the Lord prevails. Not in God's predetermination, but in God's foreknowledge, he went before you. And already calculated your, your mistakes, your detours, and he fixed it that you will still get to where he wants you to be on time. Mm. Abraham and Sarah considered that time was working against them. But God was so true to his word that God is not just a promise maker. God is a promise keeper. Trying to watch my voice because I feel the Holy Ghost. I said he's a promise keeping God. One, one reason why we should celebrate and dance sometime is that the Bible says God is not like man. Okay, I'll bring it a little closer to you. God is not like you. Because sometimes we can't stand ourselves, uh, our inconsistencies. Have you ever been mad at yourself because you said one thing but you've done totally the total opposite? Paul says when I would do good, evil is always present. Have you ever set out on a workout plan? Have you ever set out on a diet? Have you ever set out to fast but before you got to 12 o'clock you had already put something in your mouth before you knew it but I need you to tell your neighbor God is not like man. What do you mean God is not like man? God is not like man that he should lie. He's not a liar. Surely God can't lie. I said because I said surely God can't lie. Truth is not just what he speaks but truth is his identity. Jesus says I am the way. Help me Will Wilson, the truth and the life. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, God cannot lie. So when God speaks a thing, he says, my word will go out, but it will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was set out to do. Let me, let me make this 
announcement here. Grass will wither and flowers will fade. But God's word, hallelujah, God's word, because God's word is not just what he said, but God's word is who he is. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Scream down your word, tell him the camels are coming. The camels are coming. God is true to his word that he visits the womb of Sarah, stirs the seed of Abraham, and they produce laughter. And that's my prayer that some of you all will rejoice today, that you will have joy again. Life can be hard, it can be challenging, whether you're a believer or not. And God is going to do what he said he's going to do. But my prayer is that you won't stress your way out all the way to the promise. Uh, I said God is going to do what he said he's going to do. But my prayer is that you won't lose all your hair in the process. I need you to tell somebody, let God be God. It always works out for the believer. I say it always works out. It may not always happen like you want it to happen. But Paul says in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. For we already know. What do you know? That all things, all things, all things. Not just the good things. But all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. I wish I could fast forward to the end. But I will fast forward to the end of your story. Victory, 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 victory. You're in the middle of something right now. But victory, you might as well buckle up for the ride. You're going to have some curves. You're going to have some hills. You're going to have some valleys. But tell somebody, it all ends in victory. I wish I believed that while I was building this church. I wish I had that kind of faith because there were some nights I stayed up all night because I didn't know if we were going to make it. I stayed up all night because I didn't know how things were going to turn out. But I should have read the scripture and believed it. When the Bible says the God of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. If he's awake, you go to sleep and rest in him. I wish I believed it. There are moments I believed it and there were moments I doubted it. There were moments I tried to fix it. But I told the church, God said for us to move to Lynchburg. God said. And when we moved in that building, because God said it emptied out the church account. Don't worry, bank, I'm not going to do it this time. I emptied out the church account. And we were pulling our little coins together. People were calling their parents from school saying we need money for school. And we was taking it for the church. I mean, you know now. God bless you. We were making it happen. For the city inspectors to come and shut us down. And said this building is not zoned for a church. Somebody called the city inspectors on us. And it made me wonder, did I hear what I thought I heard? I remember staying all night, me and Roshane Morrison, staying all night in that building, praying, and I was crying. I was like, God, please, if you don't do it for me, do it for the faith of them. Because I thought this is what you told me. See, some of us feel like because it's hard, it means it's not God. But some of your greatest seasons are introduced to you in the form of a challenge. 
Mm, hallelujah. I need you to tell your neighbor just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's not connected to destiny. As a matter of fact, hallelujah, God will pull you in with the prophecy and drop you off into a process and you got to hold on to what you heard in Malachi because now you're going through 400 years of silence. But there comes a time, hallelujah, where what God said will be made flesh and you'll be able to touch it. Abraham has an Isaac but that the promise would come to pass that his descendants were spread across the earth Isaac needs a wife when it's time for Isaac to have a wife Abraham tells his servant Eleazar who was a surrogate son it's important for I said this I ain't got my nine minutes left but Eleazar is almost like a surrogate son but Abraham has to look at Eleazar and says, you're like a son to me, but it's not your assignment. Your assignment is to go get my son a wife. And some of us, that is humbling, but it's very sobering. That God just may want to use you as a channel and you have to be okay with it. John understood the assignment. John the Baptist says, I bear witness of the light, but I'm not that light. And you must, you must be okay with being a divine door for somebody. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I don't have to go in every room because every room is not my assignment, but I just may be the door. If you, if you, if you got that kind of spirit, look at somebody, tell them, I'll be your door, I'll be your door. Every contract that comes on my desk may not be my contract, but I got somebody I know that can feel this out. Every client may not be my client. Look, y'all ain't got funny now. See, because everything you want to claim it for, you talk about I'm next, but you're not next at everything because everything is not your calling. You may be the person that connects them to the next thing. Eliezer, go find Isaac a wife. But not here. This is my point of this. Sometimes you have to leave them for them. There are moments you can't be what you're called to be and do what you've been called to do staying where you are. If it's God, it don't have to be forced. He says... Find Isaac a wife. This is the assignment, but you must leave us to fulfill that assignment. Huh. I want to say this to somebody in this room because he says, I need you to find Isaac a wife. Isaac doesn't get to choose his wife. As the father, I'm choosing Isaac's wife and I'm sending you on this assignment. Why? Because my present decisions affect future destinies. He does. There are moments in pastoring this church and we started the church. I'll be honest. Uh, I came to Liberty not to start a church. I came to Liberty actually running. I wanted to be normal for one time in my life. As my grandmother would always say, I've been strange all my life. My mama thought something was wrong with my mind. She called my godmother over there to pray the, uh, the devil out my room one time because all I was in there 
He's doing church. And my, and my godmother says, nothing wrong. He's a prophet. It's nothing wrong with him. So I came to school. People think I came to Liberty to go to seminary. No, I was majoring in English with a history of mana that I could teach. And the Holy Ghost broke out in a prayer meeting. I was, I was running whew, from the assignment and ran right into God. My idea was if I do pastor, it would be later in life after I established myself with my career and I got married and had 2.5 kids in a house. I don't know what the five supposed to be, but you know. That was my that was my plan. And it all got interrupted. And all of these prophecies talked about people would come to me and say, Who? I'm praying for your wife because I see so many kids. I see so many children. I see children coming down steps. I see children running. I see I would get this word all the time. I'm like, oh, I better get started. And then my mama was like, huh, you, know, you can have all those kids if you want to. I'm not babysitting a whole bunch of kids. And she ended up getting her own. Ain't that something? I was getting all these problems. And there are moments because I, 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 I transitioned out of college. It's the most cosmetic way to say it. See, people see the success of the church, but personally, by leaving college, it made me feel inwardly as a failure. And then to get this far in pastoring and not have a wife and children, it made me feel like a failure. See, oftentimes we look at people's headlines, but we don't know the details and disappointments. But my present decisions affected future destinies that God did everything he said he was going to do but it didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like that now people met in this church that would have never met and now when I say pray for the children I see children come from every direction because your present sacrifice will affect future destinies I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor it may not be the way you thought it was going to be but stick to the assignment oh I feel like screaming I feel like hollering but I don't want to scare the new people I need you to look at your neighbor tell your neighbor stick to the assignment it all shall be well I said it all shall stick to the assignment you don't get to choose your assignment you only get to choose your surrender go find a wife for my son because he doesn't get to choose for himself this assignment is the father's assignment it's the father's decision Eliezer says, okay, Eliezer realized I'm not the connection, I'm the connector. But he wants to make sure he chooses right. So he says, God, I'm at this well. Hallelujah. So fix it that whoever the right woman is, she won't just give me water, but she'll also serve my camels. Mm. Not just me. 
like the camps. See, in Eastern culture, somebody offering you water is not extreme. It's common. It's a courtesy. People are traveling. Water for the travelers is Eastern culture hospitality. He's at the well and all of a sudden, here comes Rebecca with a pitcher of water mm, on her shoulder. And she says, do you want something to drink? Hallelujah. Mm. And while he's drinking, she says to him, I'll also give drink to your camels. My point in this is, don't do what's convenient. Do what is required. There are times God will instruct you to do something and it doesn't make sense to you or it's not convenient to you, but you feel compelled. Hmm. I remember one time I was standing in line at a post office and I felt the Lord tell me, and I really did, because, you know, people say God told you, God told you. The, the complexity of God told me is that when God speaks to me, he speaks to me through my thought pattern. It's not an external voice for me. It's a thought pattern. The only issue with that is God ain't the only thing that's riding my thought pattern. And when I say that, I'm not always talking about sinful things. I just be thinking strange sometimes. <laughs> you know, I be looking at some of y'all's ponytails sometimes. I was like, hmm. You know, just, just awkward. I'm a people watcher. It's my hobby. So I have to discern what's God. And I remember standing in line and I felt like the Lord says, give the person behind you $20. First of all, that wasn't convenient. And then number two, I didn't know who it was. And then so I said, is that God? And then I have to finally say, the devil would not tell me to give somebody $20. Not only would the devil not tell me to do, ain't nothing in me. Oh, look at y'all. Oh, you all are so nice and polite. But ain't nothing in me to just want to give away money, especially at a time when I had work gas. Y'all don't know what work gas is? It's when you got gas that's got to stretch for the rest of the week. No extra trips. Can you come pick me up? You better be at the edge of the road on my way. Don't do what's convenient. Let me close out. You got to do what's required. This is the hour where God is requiring excellence out of us. Don't just do enough to get by. The word excellent means to excel, to go beyond. Do good to people not because they need it. Do good to people not because they need it. Do it because it's the right thing to do. See, we don't mind doing it for people as long as we can be the hero in their story. Mm. Listen, this woman, Rebecca, she wasn't a peasant woman. She was from a noble family. But she still served. I want to make this point. Don't be so spoiled by your comfort to the point you fail to have character that's needed for the next level. I'm moving quickly now. Because your blessing 
is connected to helping someone else. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. I didn't come up with this topic. I was in Gretna, Virginia some years ago in a house prayer meeting. And that's why it's so prophetic that Mother Hall is here. We were in a house prayer meeting in her house and Minister Derek at that time was with me and we were praying and Mother Hall looked at Derek and laid hands on him and says, the camels are coming. And when she laid hands on him and said that he fell out on the floor and started speaking in tongues. And on the way home, Derek looked at me and said, what that mean? <laughs> I said, what, what mean? The camels, what? <laughs> he said, I felt it, but... <laughs> Anybody ever felt something in your spirit, but it bypassed your knowledge? <laughs> well, I want to tell you what the camels mean. Camels are a symbol of wealth. Camels are a symbol of provision. Camels are a sign of opportunity. I need you to tell your neighbor, the camels are coming. In other words, God says, I'm bringing opportunities to you. And you got to prepare for it. I need you to tell three people in your section, tell them, prepare, prepare, prepare. Who you are is coming to the surface in this season. If you're only doing it to check boxes, if you're only doing it for status quo, you're going to miss it. But I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it's going to happen for those who are willing to serve the camels. It's going to happen for those See because many of us are always Trying to get up beside people Of influence and we are Trying to impress those who We feel like can give us one up But this season is coming For those who serve People who can't say thank you Who serve people Who won't show gratitude How I see it's one thing to do it For Eleazar because Eleazar can give you a certificate And award Oh, but can you serve the camels? I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you serve the camels, you're serving yourself because the camels are connected to another door of opportunity. She won't do it trying to get something. She was doing it because it was the right thing to do. I need you to lay hands on your neighbor and say, neighbor, God sees and he will reward. I heard Paul say, in the book of Galatians he says be not weary in well doing but in good and due season you shall reap if you don't faint I know it sounds good to talk about how she gave water to the camels but he had ten camels and every camel can drink gallons of water but she kept pouring the Bible says she came up to give them water that means she had to go down and get the water and come back and pour it again but I want you to lay hands on your neighbor's shoulder and tell them keep pouring even when you get tired keep pouring even when you get frustrated keep pouring because every time you pour out every time you serve the camels you're serving your future every time you serve the camels you're blessing your family every time you serve the camels you're blessing your 
children and these blessings will come on you and overtake you blessed in the city blessed in the field blessed going out blessed coming in scream at somebody tell them they're coming they're coming they're coming they're coming they're coming the camels are coming the camels are coming your provision is coming had an opportunity An opportunity, an opportunity is coming. I said camels, I said camels, but but let me tell you, <laughs> that's right. I said camels, but camels are just a symbol. Your camel can be the career that God called you into. You're a school teacher. Yeah. Those are your camels. Runny noses. Dirty diapers. Ministry, counseling. You want somebody's hair? Carpet tunnel. Feet sweating. Boy. So we said the camels are coming. So many of us are we? I says an opportunity. He said, oh, wow. He looked at Rebecca. He said, give me, give me your wrist. Go. Give me your ears. Go. And many of us would have shouted off of the gold and went home. But the blessing of her serving the camels was not the goal. It was the relationship. Because she served the camels, she married Isaac. Because if you think the goal is the climax, you're going to walk away empty. May you get joy in serving what's in front of you. And may the reward of your service be relationship with Jesus. That's what it was all about. I said it's camels, but camels are just a symbol. Because this week, over 2,000 years ago, it wasn't a camel. Somebody fed a donkey. This is Palm Sunday. And we're going to talk about the palm leaves and, and how Jesus came in. But somebody fed a donkey, gave water to a donkey, that the prophecy of Zechariah 
would be fulfilled. That when Messiah would come into Jerusalem, he would come riding on a colt. They're coming. Will you be prepared? Don't miss your moment. Because some of us are looking at it. It ain't nothing but darkness. Just give me my paycheck. Oh, I can't. I ain't fooling with these donkeys. I got to get ready because I'm looking for my husband. What? What if that had been her mindset? That's below me. Pastor Westgate says this all. There are no low callings in Christ Jesus. Whatever you think is minimal, whatever you think is low, may be connected. It may not be the door that's desirable. But that door could be connected to the room that you pray for. Lift your hands all over this place. Mm. Lord, make us aware. Make us aware. Make us aware of what's coming. Help us to serve what's in front. serve them. God said, I'm sending divine opportunities. Woo. Divine doors. I want you to hear it in the spirit that doors are opening and camels are coming. Mm. May you have a sensitivity. May you not be so wounded and hardened by the past concerning people you helped and they didn't show appreciation may you not be so hardened and have up so many walls because you were wounded in the past that you miss out on who God is sending and opportunities that are in front of you oh God thank you hey this is Bishop S.Y. Younger thank you for watching this video and now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.